We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. We've got a lot to dive into today, but quick reminder, if you haven't done so already, make sure you are subscribing to the NBA front office YouTube channel. And of course, go find us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. We would like to not remain the best kept secret out there in NBA coverage. So make sure you are subscribing and uh, do us a favor and tell a friend as well. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane, joined by Kate Smith at Kate Smith NBA. Uh, Keith, the following steadily, steadily growing, but uh, I think we could use a, a little bit more help getting the word out. Yeah, absolutely. I was hoping we were going to crack 22K subscribers by the end of 2022. We, we just missed it, but not by too much. So let's push that up. Let's make sure we're, we're nowhere close to 23K by the end of 2023. Let's be way beyond that. So, you know, tell, tell a friend. And guys, we see it in the comments all the time. You guys are like, this is the best kept show on YouTube. Well, as Trevor said, don't keep us the best kept show. Tell everybody, you know, tell people at the grocery store, you know, when you're out, you know, running errands, just start telling people, you know, you should subscribe to front office show on YouTube and you'll get us there. And if they don't do YouTube, tell them about the podcast version because maybe they can That's find right. us there as well. Hey, before we get into anything, uh, we are both uh, big sports fans outside of yep. the NBA. Um, Damar Hamlin, all the oh, best man. to him. Extremely scary, uh, you know, worrisome, awful situation where he made a tackle and popped up and then uh, went right back down. There's, I, I don't know all the latest news, so I don't want to say anything that's been, you know, uh, rebuffed or anything like that as far as it was inaccurate reporting. But we do know he's in the hospital and, you know, all the best to him. And we're, you know, hoping for, you know, him to recover fully and get back to, Dude, doing his life the, the way he wants to do it. It was just a very, very frightening situation last yeah, night. Probably the scariest moment that we've seen in, in professional sports. Um, the soccer player, uh, Erickson, I'm blanking Christian on the Erickson. Christian Erickson, um, is a similar situation. But but one of the certainly the scariest moments we've seen in, in sports last I saw was, you know, he's still in critical condition. The NFL, uh, rightly, they they canceled the game. Um, they put a stop to that. They're not rescheduling it this week or anything like that. I mean, yeah, I think so far they've handled it correctly as far as all that goes. There's no, you can't ask those players to get back out on the field today yeah. or tomorrow or, or anything like that. There's there's so many more important things going on, and I think it's a, a reminder. You know, when we when we you and I have dedicated our lives to to this kind of stuff and everything to. Uh, to sports and to and to sports coverage and all that and we can get so wrapped up in it and so engrossed in it um 
in the end of the day, it is it is a game, right? And this is a a stark reminder of that. Yeah, absolutely. And we're 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 gonna get in all the latest NBA news and notes around the league here, and uh, have a little bit of fun today. But yeah, it is. Uh, we just want to start the show uh, wishing all the best to Mar Hamlin and his whole family, and you know, really those players, Bengals players, everybody, because it was uh, that, that was a very tough scene last night. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right. Um, one of the great things about sports, um, obviously, we saw a very, very negative thing uh, last night. But one of the great things too is we are, are witness to just awe-inspiring moments. Moments that I mean, you, you're just you you are blown away by what you're seeing. And, and Donovan Mitchell provided one of those uh, moments last night. Went for 71 points, 71 points in an overtime Cavs win. And you know, I mean, this is it was 71 points that were needed that were that were necessary mm-hmm. in order to this wasn't like he was out there chucking just to get stats or anything like that um i don't know if you told me somebody was going to score 71 points donovan mitchell is a talented scorer but he's probably not the player i would have guessed would get it but what a what an incredible night for him and for the Cavs organization and, and the nba to have something like that happen i mean second most point, points since kobe went for for 81 this is uh, absolutely incredible what he did last night. Yeah, it, it was it was unreal, and I, I wasn't fully engaged in what was going on. I was kind of popping around different games. I was obviously mm-hmm. keeping an eye on what was happening in the football uh, game as well. And and I was uh, that then people were like Donovan Mitchell has forty something points, and that's like kind of forties when it's like all right, we yeah. might be headed towards a special night. What's crazy is he only had sixteen at halftime. So, like, and it's only 16, right? Like that, you know, we finished with 32 points. If we just doubled it, that's a pretty good night. But this is a, you know, full, full on uh, thing. Also had 11 assists. Uh, I went through the play by play this morning. Those 11 assists led to 28 points. So 99 points created by Donovan Mitchell uh, himself. Those 11 assists more than double, I believe it was the next highest uh, points uh, from a player who scored 70 or more in a game. Mm-hmm. I think five was the highest prior to that so i mean he absolutely dominated eight rebounds uh tied the game on an intentionally missed free throw uh to even force the overtime i jokingly said at the beginning of the overtime well i hope this gets the double ot because mitchell might have a shot at at 70 you didn't even need it he didn't need it yeah fresh as a daisy at the end of that game uh sprinting by guys getting out in transition when everybody else including his own Cavs teammates and of course all the Bulls players were just like barely able to walk up and down the floor because they put so much into it it was just an absolutely incredible incredible night for Donovan Mitchell he 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 played 50 minutes on the night so he had in, in an overtime game he only sat for three minutes yeah yeah, that's, that, I mean, that's incredible. Yep. That's that yep. is absolutely incredible. And it's kind of a win the Cavs needed too, because they've been scuffling mm-hmm. a little bit. Kind of not 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 too much their fault that the uh, Nets are playing out of their minds right now and moved past them in the standings. But they slipped a little bit down in the standings, and without Darius Garland didn't play, and Mitchell, you know, it sounds stupid to say stepped up because uh, he stepped up, 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 up. You know, just really, really you know, un- unreal game out of him. It was funny. I got to thinking, it can be very, very hard to win a trade where you gave up a bunch of first round picks and some good helpful right. players. It's not saying that the Cavs did the wrong thing, but it's just the volume of stuff that went the other way. It leans more towards the Jazz or probably when, you know, all is said and told years from now, we'll probably win that trade. 
I don't know, man. Donovan Mitchell is, you know, pretty special. It's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he, he is, you know, what a perfect fit. He's proven to be there in Cleveland too. Well, ironic yesterday, we said that we need to put it on our calendar that we need to, to schedule a show on a slow yep. news day where we're going to talk about <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, DeJounte Murray, talk about those trades. And then Donovan Mitchell goes for 71. I have a feeling that might, well, probably not even Maybe. change our analysis, but enhance sure. it that much yeah. more. Hey, a little the bit. Cavs did better in that trade than I think the Wolves did or the Hawks did in their trades where they gave Agreed. up a ton of picks in order to get the, the other guys. Hey, I, I, I feel confident in that as well. Even though it's it's January 3rd, you know, we still have over half a regular season plus playoffs to play. I, I feel good about saying that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you mentioned the, the Brooklyn Nets. We haven't talked about them much so let, let's stop off there in, in Brooklyn sure. just real quick they're one game back uh, of your Celtics now in the Eastern Conference they've yep. won 12 straight their point differential is now plus 4.4 which is the second no third best in the East they are on an absolute tear what's going on in, in I mean Kyrie Irving is getting tip dunks now what's happening here? <laughs> yeah I, you know, I'm going to try to say that it's snarky, but I'm trying to not be super snarky right now. When good to great players actually play, it's shocking what can result in, in those situations, right? It's, you know, I mean, they've just put all the nonsense behind them. And in addition to that, they've gotten healthy. Ben Simmons looks like an awful lot like Ben Simmons. But in that idealized Ben Simmons role where we were saying for years, Ben Simmons will look best when he doesn't have to score, when he can just mm-hmm. defend, rebound, and pass. And know what the Nets need him to do? Defend, rebound, and pass. It may fully come to light in a playoff series when teams game plan, they yeah. can bend their defense a little differently. Then we'll see if his lack of uh, scoring and his willingness to shoot arises. Well, we'll find out. But you know, for now, it is what it is with that. And then... Kyrie's playing great. Kevin Durant, obviously playing at an MVP level. Uh, they've got some guys who have kind of popped depth wise. Um, I feel like even right. They're not going to win every game the rest of the way. Of course, even when they have a little mini slide coming, which will, will come at some point, they'll probably lose two, three in a row. And it's just kind of how it goes, but they've got the ability if they need to next month before the deadline, they've got the ability to make trades to fill any holes. They feel like they have, that's a really good basketball team there in Brooklyn. Probably need one more big, I think mm-hmm. just to, to give uh Nick Claxton, he has to carry such a heavy load for them up front, but yeah, I mean, they, they are, boy, they are good. Uh, I think also something we should note here, TJ Warren yeah. uh, over 21 minutes in each of his last six games. And also in double figures scoring in five of his last six games. Um, that he's 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 a nice boost for them, right? Coming in, somebody who can get you. I, you don't have to have somebody who's scoring 25 a night or whatever. When you've got Kevin Durant, when you've got Kyrie Irving, having a guy who can come in and just give you consistent double digit scoring, that's a that's a big boost coming Huge. in for a, for a team like this. That's that's a yep. big deal because if you do get an off shooting night from KD or an off shooting night from Kyrie or, or whatever, having a guy who can kind of buffer that a little bit by being able to go out there and get his own as well. That can be a big deal on this kind of team. Yeah, absolutely. Their bench production was a little spotty. They, mm-hmm. they, they weren't getting quite as much. Some of that was injuries. Curry and Harris have both missed times. I think Patty Mills is slipping into a, he's, he's a, 
you know, deeper option now than an every night guy and those kind of things. Markeith Morris hasn't done much. I've been Sumner, Utah Watson, Abby have been nice stories, but they're not guys who are going to come in on a regular basis and give you points. And yeah, Warren slides right in there and they can play a lot of different ways because you put him in there with Simmons, Durant, even Royce O'Neal, if you wanted to go super kind of big and rangy on the wing, or he can play, uh, you know, the four and those smaller lineups if they want to do that. So just a perfect fit. And, you know, great to see TJ, TJ Warren mm-hmm. who you know, missed, you know, so much time looking so good and uh, productive. So yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, it, when you're super top heavy in salary, you've got over, you know, three guys who make a well over 30 million, you got to hit on those minimum signings. And, you know, what a, what a, you know, it's kind of a shot in the dark. We'll see if this guy can get healthy, let him play his way into shape, you know, two months into the season. And here he is playing great. Yep. Here they are. Here they are. All right. We do have an absolute tidal wave of injuries to get into. But before we get, let's do one more contractual thing here. And that's uh, the Mavs. We talked about Christian Wood. And off the top of my head, what, what's his – he's eligible for what was it, four years, 77 million? 70. Yep. Okay. So he's eligible for that. The Mavs want to go just a two-year deal with him. I mean, what are your what are your thoughts here on next? Like he's fit pretty well now that the Mavs had suffered some injuries. He's been moved into the starting lineup. That's mattered. Their spacing has looked better, and Christian Wood is doing good things out there. I mean, should the Mavs mess around with this extension and and not want to go four years here, or what? What do you think about the Mavs only offering two years and, and less money? Yeah, I it's weird because I don't know that the full 477 is going to be enough for Christian. Right. And, and, and the reason this is limiting is he can only get 120% of what he makes today. And if he goes into the uh, off season, he can get in theory up to his max number, which won't happen, but you know, instead of bumping him up into the 18 million or so range, he could get uh, up into the you know, range of, 20 24 million if a team really wanted to go uh there i covered it all for spot track i laid out all the reasons Mm -hmm. uh, why and my thought would be hey if the maps can get him on that four-year extension i would absolutely do it i just don't know if christian wood's feeling that or not this might be one of those where hey let's kind of compromise meet in the middle and we'll do two years i think the money feels a little light but the challenge is they can't give them too much more than the 32 over two years just again with where the first year salary needs to start at so yeah i i'm more and more leaning towards nothing gets done here they play it out see mm-hmm. how everything goes the rest of the way and he hits unrestricted free agency where again uh dallas would have the uh, leg up because they'd have his bird right so they could sign him for more than anybody else could right right so maybe nothing does happen here ultimately but um I don't know. I, I think if you're the Mavs, you you want to be careful that you don't put yourself in a situation where sure. you can lose him. Mm-hmm. I think he's yeah. been good. I mean, especially after what happened with Jalen Brunson. Yeah, uh, well, just, yes. just this yeah. past off season where you know people were like, you didn't extend Brunson. Now that was very different by the time it mm-hmm. was uh, clear Brunson was never going to accept the extension for as little as Dallas could give him. But yeah, it got a little messy that way too. I mean, look, it's a it's a cautionary tale to some degree, right? Like. A bad contract is one of the most damaging things that you can do to a team, particularly if it's a, an, an, ex, an extremely bad contract, right? When you look at multiple years and a lot of money left on a deal, that can really hamper how you build a team. But also extremely damaging is losing a high-quality player for nothing. If you're an over-the-cap mm-hmm. team and you don't have a way to replace that player, losing that player can be 
incredibly damaging as well. So the Mavs, I think they've got to be a little bit careful in this situation. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, you've got to be very cautious. Somebody asked me today, like, why, you know, Dallas has to resign him, right? And I was like, well, it becomes kind of that perfect example of the bird rights trap, right? John Hollinger yep. invented that concept, and that's the idea of we have bird rights. So have Sorry. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, they're done. That was an Amazon delivery in case anyone's <laughs> wondering. So uh, our, our, our fearsome protectors of a doodle and a golden retriever are uh, letting us know that the, the Amazon driver's here. But uh, yeah, so back to what I was saying, the bird rights trap for Christian Wood, you know, that's that's the tricky part where, you know, you can't, you can't let Wood hold you over a barrel either and say, mm-hmm. like, hey, you're going to pay me no matter what or I'm out of here because that's not necessarily how this is going to work either. Right, right, correct. Okay, let's get into, oh man, all the injuries. Let's start off, Zion Williamson, hamstring strain, certainly not what the Pelicans were hoping to see. Hamstrings in particular can be very tricky. And um, man, you, you got to make sure that it's the kind of injury where there's no um, 95%, let's give it a yeah. go tonight. It's got to be 100% because you have that risk of recurrence. I haven't seen anything today on the severity of the strain or anything like there that. There was nothing... Nope serious sorry to interrupt you on that yeah. it was just uh willie green said we're still gathering information doing imaging we'll we'll have an update later today so, so we'll it. we'll hear something later on exactly how bad it is hopefully it's not too bad because we know zion's been plagued by injuries historically and he's been he's been absolutely incredible and the pelicans have been playing fantastic basketball so would hate to see him out for any length of time but um man hamstring it's it's one of those injuries that you just you just don't want to hear like you get a contusion or something like, okay. Right. Like you can, you can kind of, you can get through that, but hamstrings can just be so, so tricky. Yeah. And, and again, I mean, I, I know we're a broken record with this, but the West is super compact. So you miss a guy for a couple of weeks and now all of a sudden you're, you're hurting. So my guess is this will be a, let's really take our time. Let's see where this, this, you know, let's get him to where he needs to be. And then we'll kind of go from there you know, with that. So yeah, he is, uh, you know, that important to them obviously is, you know, the, you know, uh, best player for them. He's a, a guy who's on the very fringes of the MVP race, but you know, it's uh he's been unreal. So it's, yeah, it's very important that they get him healthy. Yeah. I mean, look at what's going on with Phoenix. They're starting to sink a little bit in the, in the West. Um, again, they, they lose Devin Booker. It's a very compact conference. The next thing you know, you can drop pretty quickly. Yep. Um, Absolutely. 
Russell Westbrook exited last night's Lakers game against the Hornets with foot soreness, uh, exited at halftime. was not having a good game, and I don't know if perhaps that was foot-related. Um, he didn't look the- right in the parts he I didn't. saw. Like He looked like he was – something was off. Like He just he just looked, didn't look comfortable, I guess, from the point when he got in the game. No, he was settling for a lot of shots, a lot of deep shots, and, and just turning the ball over, and I mean – it was not good. So exited with, with foot soreness. We don't have an update as of right now uh, of what exactly is going on or how long uh, this will keep him sidelined. If if at all, it's something he's been battling over the course of the season. But as of right now, nothing official on that. Just he had to be removed from the game uh, at halftime, and, and we'll find out more at a later date. And this is interesting to me. This is something where we got to take all these things with a pretty big grain of salt. But he's a, he was uh, at a couple different places he's the betting favorite to win six man of the year mm-hmm. right right now which I, I there's some right there's some lakersness pri- priced into that obviously um there's also name recognition people know him it's sure. been a big story that he did go to the bench but yeah, i thought that was a little interesting and, and it wouldn't be like completely unreasonable he has played quite well yeah yeah uh, for the Lakers off the bench so you know it's just another one of those things where you know you can't I don't know how much you want to be relying on those kind of games out of LeBron to keep you afloat here without a whole lot of help. You, you know, as much as you know, people bang on Russ, he's still been a positive player, I think, uh, more often than not. And that's, you know, LeBron goes for 43. Last night goes for 48 uh, on his birthday. Um, yeah. Or was 47 on his birthday. But uh, turned 38, went for 47. But, I mean, how much, like a lot of Lakers fans are looking at that and saying, this is LeBron – saying to the front office, I can still get it done. I can still do this. Do something. Like, get get something done. Don't just throw your hands up and say, well, well, let's wait till the summer. Do sure. you think there's any of that going on here? Yeah, maybe a little bit. I mean, they're two games out of the play-in spot. So, you know, it could be a, hey, get us in the play-in. I mean, what we've talked about it before, even you know, if they could win their way through into the seventh or eighth seed somehow, like, no one's going to want to play. You look across the floor and, you know, game one of a first round series and be like here oh look lebron who can win games almost by himself and mm-hmm. maybe a healthy or healthy-ish ad and you know where does it go you, any of the top teams should still beat the lakers in that situation but it's not gonna be as easy as it normally would be right it's, it's not gonna be as easy as like hey we could roll over you know a team that's just not very good so yeah i, I don't know it's interesting it's and again no reason to to tank like they, they don't have control of the pick so i, I don't know i do I, part of me is just this is lebron this is what he does right he's, well, yeah. when he goes out there he's trying to win games he's trying to compete so i i don't know i i they tend to think we we look a lot, and this is not a Lakers related thing. I promise. Is this going on always with the Cavs and the Heat? It's like, is LeBron sending a message? Like sometimes I think he's just playing basketball. Right. We read we read between the lines a lot with with LeBron. Though he's also known to do stuff like that, so that's part of why. Even when he does want to send a message, he kind of does it right. Like it's yeah. you know, so like like the other day we we already talked about it where he said like you know, Hey, I want to play. Like, I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. I want to win. I'm not just playing a play. So I, I don't know. All right. Let's move to Miami. Jimmy Butler still not fully healthy. Only had nine points in the heat win over the, the Clippers shot two for eight. Um, that's not typical of him. Uh, Miami certainly needs to get him back to hundred percent, but if you're picking up wins over a team like the Clippers, like that's, that's pretty solid. Uh, Miami hasn't been as good as, 
Um, they were expected to be coming into the season, but they've won four of their last five. Like that's, that's pretty good there. If you're mm -hmm. Miami um, and that's even with an, an ailing Jimmy Butler for part of that. Yeah. And they're, they're right on the edges of getting into that assured play playoff spot. I think barring some major slip in the standings, I think we're in some order. Our top five are going to be Boston, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Cleveland, and Philly. That's the order today. Mm -hmm. I, I think that'll hold, but can Miami pass Indiana to get to six? Yeah, without a doubt. I, I don't think there's should be a whole lot of question about that. I, I think, you know, Indiana's had a great season and kudos to them, but I do think, you know, it would not be a shock if Miami got there. And that was kind of the range, at least I know I had them in uh, preseason is, you know, that six, seven range and, you know, dead down in that level. I thought the Hawks would be better than what they've been uh, thus far. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, one of those things where the heat though, the margin for error is not very big. They don't have a very good uh, roster beyond their top, you know, five, six guys. It's a lot of question marks mm -hmm. after that. So then it just gets a little messy. They've got guys who can play, but just haven't fully popped the, the way you would hope. So yeah, you gotta, gotta get these guys on the floor and keep them on the floor. All right. Uh, another hamstring injury coming up. I told you guys, this is, this is the injury show here. Colin Sexton out for a week uh, dealing with a hamstring issue and Utah is, is, They've been sliding a bit here. Yeah. Yep. Um, in fact, they're in 10th right now in the West. They've fallen below 500 now. They've lost their last four, 19 and 20 now on the season. Uh, does this alter their their plans here on the trade bar? Does this give them pause in terms of going all in? I still think they've won too many games to really be in the tank race like we expected them to be at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I, I think what this changes is – hey, we don't need to trade everybody and bottom all the way out. But the further they fall away from being a top six, then it becomes, all right, Do we? is it really best for us to get into this you know, uh, race for the play-in? Or should we, you know, just even even if it's not a top three shot at uh, Victor Wembanyama, maybe we should bottom into, you know, eh, it's not out of range if we got lucky that we could mm -hmm. pop in there. I think, I think that's more likely to be where it is, is, you know, hey, a couple of these guys. But I think, you know, there were all these thoughts of, well, could they reflip Laurie Markkinen and stuff like that? I think that's probably a no now. I think that's a let's keep him. But guys like Malik Beasley, uh, maybe still Mike Conley, um, uh, Rudy Gay, guys like that, I think they could still say yeah let's let's move kelly olenic i think is another one they could look at moving down the line but yeah for for now it's just a you know, rough patch that they, they've they yeah i think it probably changes things just slightly just enough to uh reprioritize maybe the rest of the season i mean this could and maybe it's a bit of a stretch but this could wind up being the perfect scenario for utah where mm -hmm. you show out for part of the season you show that you've got something here you keep fans invested in this team and then if you do fall enough, like, I mean, looking at the 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 odds here of getting the number one overall pick, like if you dropped where you are the, you have the ninth worst record in the NBA, well, you have a 6% chance of getting the number one pick. You have a 14% chance if you are a bottom three team. Mm -hmm. So it's not that it, like, that's yeah, it's not crazy. Right. Yeah. That's not, that's not like prohibitive, right? It's not like if you fall, to to that spot you're just you're not getting the number one pick like you still have a decent shot at now if you're like the 14th seed you have half a percent chance right of the, the 14th yeah that uh, gets in the standing so th then you're getting yeah. like okay we're definitely not it's definitely not happening but 
like you could have the first half of your season be really good, keep fans engaged, show that you've got something to build around, and then still wind up with the number one overall pick. That's not out yeah. of the question here for Utah. No, it is. And I, I think that probably the main thing is like, hey, let's try to stay ahead of Minnesota and keep their pick down there too. Uh, sure. Just so they're, they're, you know, they're bad. I mean, if they're going to get passed, I think they'd be like, ah, we don't mind if it's the Lakers pass us. Cause that's mm-hmm. not good. And also that weakens the pick for another uh, conference rival in new Orleans. And, you know, let's, you know, put push us in the Timberwolves down. I, I think for the jazz, it, it's, it's like a lot of these teams, it's going to be uh, the next two, three weeks big, of all right, where are we at in two or three weeks? Mm-hmm. Are we all right? We we turn this around now. We're pushing back towards the top six. Then we're gonna run with what we got. Maybe we even look to add guys. If it's yeah, we've continued this slide a little bit. Now we're closer to being completely out of it. Then maybe you look at all right. But I think you know now a couple of these guys are like these are our guys going forward. Like we're gonna build not necessarily build the entire team around Lori Markin, but he's gonna be a big part of what we do here. Colin Sexton could be a big part of what we do moving forward. And then yeah, you know, we're we're gonna build around that. Right. Right. Exactly. If you're the Jazz and you decide that you're going to just focus on the future, who are you moving? Like who's the who are you keeping and who are you moving? Well I keep Markin in, I keep Sexton, sure. I, I would keep Jared Vanderbilt. Um you keep a guy like Walker Kessler. They just drafted. I'd you know see what what can we get for Malik Beasley? Uh, what can we get for um, Mike Conley? I, I they seem the reports are they they may still be more likely to sign Jordan Clarkson to an extension than they are mm-hmm. to trade him. But I would also look and say, hey, you know, what could we get for Jordan Clarkson if we wanted to make a move there? Like I, I think there's a lot of different things you could do um, with, with that. Um, Olenek, of course, I would move on from him uh, on the roster. But I, I, I think you know you've got a few guys that I would definitely say these are our guys going forward we can build you know them plus whatever we get back in the trades you know let's let's go with that and you know that's that's where it gets kind of fun if you're a jazz fan because you've got a lot of a lot of different ways this could play out over the next month or so before the deadline all right marvin bagley is out for some time here with a with a hand injury um not good not good here for for marvin bagley and the detroit pistons uh also not a ton of details on exactly what's going on here just mm-hmm. yet yeah, I just say that he's going to miss extended time is, I believe, what the reporting was from Woj. And and I think we're in a spot when we really kind of look at this with um, with with the, the Pistons more than Bagley himself. It's just further lost time to see, you know, all right, what are we doing? They'd kind of settled into a three big rotation with Dur- uh, Jalen Duran. Isaiah Stewart and Marvin Bagley. And I was like, these are our three bigs. This is how we're going to play. We're going to play these three guys. Mm-hmm. We're going to play a bunch of wings. And now Cunningham's out for the season. Bagley's out. It just starts to become one of those things of, all right, it's, it was already a lost season standings-wise. They, they, they weren't going to climb climb up the standings at all. But now it turns into, and we're not even getting to see how these guys fit together. And that that's that that's tough because it's, you know, if you're, if you're going to stink, at least you want to stink with your guys, getting experience and getting some data on how they fit. Right, right, exactly, and unfortunately, you won't be able to get that, and it's that's going to be unfortunate for the Pistons. It makes the rebuild that much more difficult. Um, Kelly Oubre, well, we should have mentioned him. We were talking about the Jazz uh, out four to six weeks. He's on the Hornets now. Hornets. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It's fine. He's played for everybody. The you know what? My brain. I went Kelly O, and I went Kelly (laughs) Olenek. 
That's funny. <laughs> oh, that's that's where we're at right now. Kelly How many Oubre times do you think Kelly Oubre and Kelly Olynyk have been mistaken for each other in their lives? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> they, they look identical. I don't know what you're yeah, talking about. Um, yeah, very similar. The hair is what gets me. It's the hair. <laughs> uh, four to six weeks uh, left-hand surgery. So Oubre, obviously, with the Charlotte Hornets. Um, what is this? What does this mean? I mean, the Hornets, I keep looking at them and thinking this is a team that's got to be thrown in the towel pretty soon here and looking to just, you know, tank and bottom this thing out. Does this push them farther or are they already kind of teetering on that edge anyway? Or what What does this mean? Yeah, I mean, I think they're already there. You know, I, they, they're still playing their veteran guys, trying to win games and those kind of things. And I kind of get it to some extent, but it's like, yeah, well, what are we doing here? I think what this hurts most is now they can't trade. Kelly Oubre most likely, unless the team is like, all right, we've seen what it is. We feel really good that by what, what six weeks would take us to the end of February almost. So unless you're really looking at it and saying, yeah, as long as you know, we can get him in the lineup by the beginning of March, like, all right, we feel good that we can fit Kelly Oubre in. Um, that's going to be tough to, to get a trade because no one will mm-hmm. see him play again until, uh, until the trade deadline. So that, that makes it a little tricky there. Uh, but yeah, the rest of that roster, I mean, it's, you know, they're, they're just not good and the roster isn't good either. So I, I, I put on Twitter this morning, Mark Williams is really starting to show some stuff. Their first round pick. I'd probably start giving him more cab for me, Mason Plumley mm-hmm. playing twice as many minutes as Mark Williams is silly. Now I fully got the early in the year and you're trying to, you know, make sure Williams got built up. But yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty messy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, all right. Last one that we've got here. Sasha Beznikov uh, extends in Greece. Keith, why is it, why is this a big deal? Yeah, so why this is kind of an interesting one is his draft rights are owned by the Sacramento Kings. The Kings carved out a portion of their mid-level exception this past offseason. Remember, I know you know it. Uh, they signed um, Malik Monk Malik using Monk. most of that mid-level exception, but they carved out enough of it to be able to give Beznikov a multi-year deal so remember if you're signing a player to a minimum contract using the minimum exception can only be a two-year deal if you use part of the the non-taxpayer you can give them up to a four-year deal so that's what they were hoping to do ultimately didn't come together he decided to stay uh over in greece now he's played great he has really really put in uh, a lot of work his the really thing that gets me most excited Whenever you see a player's volume of shots go up, both twos and threes, and their efficiency goes up, they're making more of them. That should like really kind of raise your eyebrows and you feel uh-huh. good about that. So in this case, with Vezenkov, he's played better. He's really, you know, starting to, to look pretty good. So here we are where the unfortunate thing is, because he's played so well, Olympiakis added a couple years to his deal over in Greece. Still has an NBA out. It's believed to be between one and 1.5 million. Not ridiculous. Sometimes we hear these NBA outs are three and four million, yeah. which can often be the entirety of the player's contract. The team is only allowed to pay so much of that out. Um, right now it's about 825,000. So uh, that goes up each year. So if that gets up to 850, 900K, um, you know, then, you know, that's enough where they, the Kings can pay that and off Vezinkoff uh, may come. So it doesn't rule anything out, doesn't change anything, but kind of a little interesting roster note. And, you know, this is sometimes why these draft rates guys matter more than just some dude who was picked in the second round that you're never going to see. Yeah. 
Yep, exactly, exactly. That's why these things can certainly matter. Uh, while you're you're explaining that, the NBA just announced uh, Luka Doncic, and uh, and then you've got uh, Joel Embiid as players of the week. Yeah, hey, just I don't want. I know we're not getting full into a whole uh, you know uh, discussion on this because they're at the end of the show. What a deep MVP race, right? right? It's unbelievable. It really is um, with, with this. The, the These are the other nominees because right? I'm looking at it right now. Shea Gibbs, Alexander, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Laurie Markkinen, John Morant, Damanis Sabonis, Zion Williamson. That's just the West. In the East, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, <laughs> Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hill, Donovan Mitchell, Pascal Siakam, Franz Wagner. That's player of the month. All those guys on the list Our rookie of the month. They were uh, uh, Paolo Bancaro and um, Keegan Murray of the Kings mm -hmm. and Keegan Murray starting to figure things out a little bit. So yeah, I, this is the, the league is insanely deep. And yeah, I mean, absolutely incredible. And, you know, we talk about can, can Doncic win MVP? Well, the Mavs are doing what, they he needs to, they what he needs them to do in order to win it. They've won seven in a row. They've moved up to fourth in the West. You kind of need to be in the top part of your conference in order to get consideration. So, like you said, that it feels like the MVP race is just getting deeper as the season goes on, which is great. Yeah. It means we're seeing you know some incredible performances. I want to say somebody on Twitter told me this. I have not checked this, so this may be off. We've had eleven straight days where someone scored forty five or forty or more points yeah. in a game. Um, yeah, we're we're up to. They, it's the, they're going to shatter the number of 40 point games. And they, people were asking like, what's causing that? And they're like, is it the take files being eliminated? Uh -huh. That it isn't. Um, that's added some, you know, but it's, you know, and then, oh, well, it's because they let them travel. They don't call stuff. Guys go to the free throw line. It's none of that. Guys are just better now than they've ever been before. And I've seen some people say they don't really play defense. That's not true either. Teams are still defending. Players are just, they're more talented than they've ever been. And it's not surprising, right? They have more data available to them. They practice better. They have more things to work on their game than they've ever had in the history of, of sports. It's just, you know, we're at a peak level of ability right now. Well, go back and watch a game in like 1998. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. And you've got five players in the paint defensively, yeah. right? Like, and and then and then offensively. There's maybe one player behind the three-point line, right? Yeah. Or if anybody is out there, nobody really cares that yeah. much if, if yeah. they're out there. Today, trying to defend it in today's league is so much more difficult. And there's just there's just more movement, more energy required on the defensive end of the floor. I mean, yeah. heck, even go back, even go back to say 
I don't know, like 2003, 2002, go back to one of those years. Think about, oh, po you know, post players back then are so much more dominant. Of course, we think about Shaq. And, and yeah, but that was also in an NBA where your whole offense could be passed to a wing, wing entry pass into the post, and then off they go from there. Three players on the other side of the floor are just standing, kind of not engaged yeah. in the play yeah. at all. And that's, and that's the entire possession. Now there's so much movement on every single play. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I would assume that if you go back and you look at the distance traveled in a game back then compared to now, it's gone up significantly, oh. I, would, I would assume. Yeah, so, absolutely, yeah. Defending, yeah, like, not, we, not that there's we, no defense now, it's that there's so much more ground to cover and so much more more space on the yeah. floor because of the shooting and, and all of those things. As you and I were kind of our formative years, pretty much overlapped in a lot of this stuff. It was a huge deal, Reggie Miller running through screens and all mm -hmm. this stuff that that the Pacers did to get Reggie Miller open and all these crazy amount of screens they'd set for him and stuff. Now it's just everybody, right? Yeah. Everybody does that, that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's it's very different. And I'm not saying it was bad because no. it's just different. That's all mm -hmm. it is. It's just different. You know, it was, I mean, for my money, a lot of the guys who played before, just like there's a lot of guys now, plop the best players in any era are going to dominate no matter what area you drop them into. They're, they're the best players for a reason. You know, you, you put Shaq back in the sixties, Shaq was going to be great. You put, you know, Bill Russell into today's game. He's going to be dominant. Like these guys are just going to be great no matter what. Like it's not, it's, it's not a case of, you know, oh, this guy couldn't hang in this era. And, you know, today's players are too soft. They, they, cause they'd all figure out different stuff. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, now I think what it is is we have data that tells these guys, take these shots and not these shots. So those are the shots they practice. And, you know, you watch these games. Players don't do a long shooting routine that involves shooting from 50 spots on the floor. It's I, I get my, my shots where I take my shots from. Those are the ones I practice. And then I don't really take other shots unless it's you know absolutely necessary. So it's just, it's just very, very different now. And, you know, not different isn't always worse. It's not always better. It's just different. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then that's um, the game has changed and evolved. And that's mm -hmm. meant it's it's harder to compare apples to apples when you're comparing 20 years ago, 30, 40 years ago, whatever, two players today. You're not yeah. I mean, just go, even the eye test. Go back and watch one of those. Games. Yeah. It feels like you're watching a different sport sometimes. Uh, Mike Prada, I, I think he wrote a whole book on this, but he, he used to tweet out. He'd be like, like screenshots of games from like the, the 80s and 90s. And it, it really is. It's it's nine players standing in, you know, inside the not not even the arc. Like it, like you said, inside the paint. You know, and like mm -hmm. five of them are, are on one side of the floor. Like, you know, it's it's almost remarkable that anybody scored back then when you kind of walk. It's like, man, how right. did you get basketball? Like, you know, how did a uh, how did Michael Jordan get to the rim like the way he did? Well, because he was Michael Jordan. He was unbelievable. Like, that's how, you know. So, yeah, it's just it, it is. I, you know, it's it's it. But it's this is part of why, too. I'm so glad like we do what we do right now, because it's like every night turn on the these games and it's something like, crazy seeing something amazing that you've almost never seen before yeah yeah absolutely absolutely good time to be a basketball fan that is for sure all right let's wrap things up there thank you everybody for joining us again make sure you're subscribing to the youtube channel as well as the podcast version over on apple podcast spotify wherever it is that you listen to podcasts till next time everybody see ya and stay safe whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.